Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. The Bible reading is from Matthew chapter 6 and verses 25 to verse 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life or what you will eat or drink, or about your body what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Have you ever noticed that Jesus was basically a happy person? Sure, we know that according to the prophets, he was a man of sorrows and and acquainted with grief. And we know that he wept at Lazarus' tomb and he endured the pain of the cross. But these are exceptions. For the most part of his life, he was basically happy. And when we read a passage like Matthew chapter 6 and verses 25 to 34, we should realize that it, it flows straight out of Jesus' own experience of life. When he tells his followers not to worry about tomorrow, we must assume that he led by example. He wasn't stressed out. He wasn't looking all anxious. Rather, he seemed to have the skill of living totally in the present, giving attention totally to the present task, and and experiencing and celebrating God's goodness here and now. If that is not the recipe for happiness, then I don't know what is. Completely opposite to this, we live in a world that is filled with anxiety and stress, and it's so easy for this to rub off on us. The idea of living without worry sounds to many people like an impossibility. How can I possibly not worry? Or it even sounds like a sin. Surely, we should worry and be worried? Some of us worry every single day. Some of us worry when circumstances are hard. Some of us worry about what the future holds. Some of us are so hooked on worry that if we have nothing to worry about then we are worried about why we have nothing to worry about. Or we worry that we must have forgotten something. Does this sound like you? Yet Jesus commands us three times. In verse 25, in verse 31, and verse 34, Do not worry. But what is worry? I mean, what exactly does Jesus mean by worry? Perhaps the best way to answer that is to Look at what Jesus doesn't mean. Firstly, Jesus is not forbidding planning. 
Jesus made plans. Jesus had a mission. He knew what he was going to be doing. He made plans for tomorrow, but he did not worry about tomorrow. In fact, one of the ways to avoid stress is to look ahead and make plans for the future. Secondly, Jesus is not forbidding work. He's not suggesting that we should do nothing. He's not suggesting that we should simply sit back in our lazy boy armchair and say, Cash any time, God. I know you can do it. I'm not going to worry. God will provide. The birds of the air work extremely hard, yet they are free from worry. Thirdly, Jesus is not saying that there is nothing to worry about. We will face troubles and hardships. Jesus was a penniless preacher. Jesus also lived under the shadow of the cross. He knew for at least quite some time that he would be betrayed, abandoned, and then executed on a cross. Yet he did not worry. He was not stressed out. So when Jesus says, do not worry, we should not think, oh, that's easy for him to say because he has an easy life. Jesus is supremely qualified to say, do not worry. But why? Why should we not worry? Well, firstly, worry is to miss the whole point of life. Jesus says in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more than clothes? What Jesus is saying over here is that there is more to life than material things. Food, drink, and clothes. He's not saying that these are unimportant, for without them we could not live. But what he is saying is that there is more to life than these. To worry about these, food and drink and clothes, is to be preoccupied about them. It's to be obsessed about them. And as a result, you miss out on the more important things in life. Your relationship with your family and your friends, and ultimately your relationship with God. You see, in life, uh, we live in, in a world that is obsessed with material things. The clothes we wear, the fancy food we eat, our lovely houses, our cars, our exotic holidays, and so on. And we get so stressed and worried about them. We become so obsessed and preoccupied with all these things that we, we start missing out on what is really important in life. And Jesus asks, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Secondly, Worry is a lack of faith. Jesus gives us two examples of birds and flowers, and we read in verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much, are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus clearly had watched the birds flying around in the sky, seemingly with no care in the world. They're not stressed out. Have you ever seen a stressed out bird? They're not stressed out with sowing and reaping and storing. No, they simply seem to enjoy being alive. 
and God supplies them with food. Of course, God supplies their food through natural means. The birds have to go out and find their food just as we have to work for our food. Yet birds do find food and that, that God has supplied without any stress in the world. Now, if God would do that for birds, how much more will he do it for you? Are you not much more valuable to God than birds? And Jesus says in verses 28 to 30, Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God closes, clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? You see, flowers are, are really beautiful. But where do flowers get their beauty from? Did they spend hours in front of the mirror putting on makeup? Did they go out shopping to buy fine clothes, getting stressed out about how it looks? No. It just bees, its, it just bees who it is. It just bees itself and its own God-given beauty. And flowers which are here today and gone tomorrow are clothed with a, a greater splendor and beauty than the kings in royal robes. And if this is how God takes care of flowers, how much more will he care for you? You see, worry is essentially distrusting God. It's a lack of trust. It's a lack of faith in God's care for you and God's provision for you. That is why Jesus says at the end of verse 30, you of little faith. Okay, but what about the people who are starving and have no clothes? Is this a sign of God's lack of provision? Or is this a sign of their lack of faith? Well, of course not. And there's no simple answer. But I just want to make one quick point. The most basic cause of hunger is not an inadequate provision of food by God, but rather an unequal distribution of food by humans. There is enough food in the world to feed everyone. And it seems very significant that over here in, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says that our Heavenly Father feeds and clothes his children. And yet later in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says that we must feed the hungry and clothe the naked or we will be judged accordingly. Thirdly, worry is pointless. Worry is a complete waste of time. It achieves nothing and helps no one. That is why Jesus says in verse 27, Can anyone of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Has worrying about something ever helped? I'm worrying about all the people who are starving in the world. Did it help? Did it feed them? I'm worrying about my exam tomorrow. Did it help? No. It is unhelpful. Worry is unhelpful. Worry is a complete waste of time and nervous energy. You see, there is a difference between having a genuine concern for something and worrying about something. A genuine concern leads to action, whereas worry makes us 
inactive. Worry makes us unproductive. You become so stressed and worked up that you can't do anything. You can't even sleep. So rather than worrying about your exam, study. Rather than worrying about the poor and the starving in the world, write out a check and send it to a charity. You see, worry achieves nothing and helps no one. And, furthermore, it'll make you unwell. See, worry, rather than adding an hour to your life, it'll actually subtract hours from your life. You won't sleep, you'll get ulcers, your immune system will give in. You see, worry will make us unproductive, unhelpful and unwell. And you will become so preoccupied with the issue that is stressing you out that you will miss out on the rest of life. Fourthly, worry robs us of the present. Jesus says in verse 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now Jesus is not saying that we should not make plans for tomorrow. He's saying, don't worry about tomorrow. He's encouraging us to live in the present. For worry is all about what will happen tomorrow. But all worry is experienced today. We, we experience acute stress and anxiety in the present about some event which may happen in the future. The popular saying, don't worry, it might not happen while being quite insensitive, is nevertheless perfectly true. We often get stressed and worked up about something that never materializes. And even if it does materialize, worrying about tomorrow will rob us from experiencing God's blessing in the present. So worry makes us unproductive, unhelpful, unwell, and it robs us from enjoying life, enjoying the present. So, how do we overcome worry? Well, firstly, there are a number of practical things to do. Sleep, eat, and exercise. Ensure that you're getting enough sleep and rest. Ensure that you are eating well, having a healthy, balanced diet. Ensure that you're getting regular exercise. And also ensure that you are connecting with a positive community, that you are connecting with, with fellow Christians who can encourage you and pray for you. All of these things will help ensure that you are less stressed and more able to deal with various issues. Secondly, plan. Ensure that you are planning for tomorrow. Plan for the future. If you make some good plans for tomorrow... You won't have to worry about it. Make a to-do list. If I suddenly think of something that I need to do tomorrow, I write it down on my to-do list for tomorrow. And then I don't have to think about it again. And I, I don't have to keep on worrying about it. And if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm worried about something and something's stressing me down, I, I just write it down on my to-do list and then I can go back to sleep. I don't have to think about it. Thirdly, do something. The best way to overcome worry is to do something about it. If you're worried about an exam, study. 
do something that will relieve the stress. But what if there is nothing you can do? Often we, we worry the most when the situation is simply beyond our control. There is nothing we can do about it. What should we do then? Should we worry? No. Worry isn't going to help anyone. This leads to my fourth point. Fourthly, pray. We should pray. When a situation is beyond our control, we need to commit that situation to God. We need to put our trust in God who feeds the birds and clothes the flowers. We need to put our trust in the God who knows us, cares for us, and loves us. That is what Jesus says in verses 31 to 32. So do not worry. Say, what shall I eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, that is people who do not know God as a loving Father, for the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And it's, it's, it's in these very difficult times, when there's nothing we can do, when the, when the situation is simply beyond our control, that we need to trust our Heavenly Father, knowing that he, he knows us and He knows our situation intimately. He knows and He cares for us and He loves us. And then we need to commit that situation to God and leave it in His hands. Fifthly, right priorities. We need to ensure that we have our priorities right in life. Jesus says in verse 33, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus is saying that the way to overcome worry is to seek God's kingdom and God's righteousness first. This means we have to get our ambitions and our priorities right. We need to ensure that God comes first in our life. That our first priority is not about material things like food, drink, clothes, or money, cars, or holidays. But rather that our first priority is to please God and to do His will. And to ensure that God rules and reigns in our life. And when we seek God's kingdom first. When God comes first in our lives, then Jesus says at the end of verse 33, And all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, all the worries of life will be dealt with. Firstly, they will be put into perspective. For from the perspective of eternity, many worries in life simply disappear. They, they, they fade away. When we are focusing on Jesus, the, the worries of this life become increasingly insignificant. And, then, and secondly, when God comes first in our life, when we're focusing on Jesus, Jesus will provide everything else that we need. Take note, not what we want, but everything that we need. So how do we stop worrying? By focusing on Jesus. By getting our priorities right in life, seeking God's kingdom first. By putting, putting our trust, our faith in a loving God and handing our worries over to God. That is why 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Are you anxious today? Are you overcome with worries? Then you, then can I encourage you that you need to know 
that God knows you intimately. God knows your situation intimately. God knows what you need. God cares for you and God loves you. And you can trust Him. So cast your anxieties upon Him because He cares for you. Now when you do that, it doesn't mean that your situation will radically change overnight. But your perspective will. And your worries, your stress will slowly disappear. So focus on Jesus and cast your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You that You are a loving Father, that You know us intimately, that You care for us, that You love us, that we can trust You with our life. And Father, we do have so many things that we get anxious about and worried about in life. And, and it's so hard for us to let them go. We want to hold on to them. And Father, help us to trust You. Help us to hand them over to You. Help us to cast all our anxiety upon You because You care for us. And so, Father, right now, we want to hand our stress and our worries to You, trusting in You, putting our faith in You, and leaving them with You. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.